And he said to me, young man, don't ever come between a man and his meal. I never forgot that either. Most guys would have to run the streets for years to learn a lesson that profound. It took me two seconds. Never get between somebody and their paper. Taking a man's livelihood away from him is akin to killing him. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you war shack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politic and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the underground. This is episode 32, joined again by the beautiful, the wonderful, the vivacious Joseph Nations. Emphasis on the vivacious. I appreciate that, by the way, you know. I've always wanted someone to tell me I was vivacious. How is everyone doing? Um, how are you doing, David? Oh, not bad, man. The, I think this week is going to be significantly less crazy than last week was. So. Yeah, man. That's nice. Yeah. we're uh, Last week was a crazy week for you? Yeah, we've just been... Work's been nuts. Uh, mm. In a good way. I mean, we've been getting a lot of new uh, like clients and... Uh, we, it was just like all these orders were coming in last week. It was like day after day. It was like, it, it just well, it didn't seem like it was ever slowing down, you know? Uh, yeah. and, uh, we don't have anybody else that's sort of like my backup at work right now. And, uh, it's, it's been a little bit exhausting. So other than that, things are, things are pretty good. And that's nice, dude. Yeah. Yeah. My week has been extra, uh, since last week to, today is my last week of being on call yeah. for my job so Woo. it's nice i've been having some phone calls come in at 2 a.m and i'm like oh gosh just take me now jesus take me now come back uh, <laughs> <laughs> but and it's been just ridiculous things that i didn't really need to be called for but kind of did you know what i mean uh so yeah like even though the call center knew the answer they had to call me and, ver- <laughs> and verify it yeah so i'm just you know but, uh, but yeah, so hopefully nothing comes in because my coworker, she didn't have anything for the entire week. And then she got like four calls Monday night right before she gave up the on call stuff to me. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. um, but then just, you know, busy with personal life and everything too. So, of course, um, do you, before we get started, since we haven't quite nailed down our pre-recorded, uh, donation segment Intro, slash yeah. yeah or value for value stuff why don't you go ahead and remind everybody how they can support the show yeah so the best way that you can support the show is by sharing the podcast sharing it on social media friends and family that is the best thing you can do but we utilize here a value for value system and what that is is a way for you to donate through your time talent and treasure based off of any perceived value you think you're getting from us so uh you know, your treasure would be monetary or crypto donations, which you can look in our show notes. And we have a PayPal link, which will allow you to also donate crypto. Right, David? Uh, maybe. I, I wouldn't count on it yet. 
Okay. <laughs> it's a little weird. So don't count on it yet, yeah. but you can definitely donate American dollars. Mm-hmm. We do not accept any other currency mm-hmm. unless you, what's it called? I just drew a blank. That's embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, sh- I should know this. <laughs> I know what it is. But anyway, so then you have your, your talent and your time, and that can be, we need help audio edit- editing, video editing. So if you're good at that, you can do, um, you know, clip art for any uh, episodes that we do, as long as they're pertaining to the episode. And then your time, you can do any research and any articles or videos you stumble across that you think are interesting. You can send them to us. And if we agree, we'll uh, uh, put them on the next episode. So, so yeah, that's essentially what it is. And another thing that you can do, which will also help us out besides just if you don't have any money or you don't have any talent or you don't have the time, uh, other than sharing our podcast on social media, you can also uh, download our episodes. And that let us, that kind of, that gives us a gauge on who is listening to our podcast. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, is there anything else you can think of, David? Uh, just one thing. So, we're now posting the complete mm-hmm. video version of the episodes on Odyssey. I'm now utilizing Odyssey. Uh, it, yes. It's been a long process of trying to figure out that platform, uh, especially because we don't have the kind of following on YouTube that would allow me to just transfer everything over. So, right. you can use the link in our um, in our in the bio for, or the show notes for this episode and sign up through that. Not only will you then be able to go and sub and watch the full episodes on there if you like, but that will also help our channel grow because they use a specific currency. It's kind of crypto. It's kind of not, but they, they use a currency on Odyssey that will help us be able to put that into our show so that we'll get more um exposure on the website and once we get to 50 um of their like library tokens or whatever i can start live stream or we can start live streaming on odyssey so it's nice yeah so i've been looking into this a little bit because i really i really 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 like the platform the decentralized nature of it the fact that i can upload something to there and i'm not worried about it like getting knocked down because um that a, of some uh, sort word of like, that's not part of the agenda yeah or even things where it's like if i use a 10 second clip of uh, a movie or things like that i right it, there's just something that reminds me so much of old youtube and the way that it used to be and you know being like hey look i'm doing a review and i'm putting in clips I, i'm not trying to play your entire movie so that someone can see it there's no reason for you to copyright strike uh this this content it just doesn't make sense right it's kind of it's kind of weird because, so do you remember when Metallica had that whole beef oh, with uh, Napster? Napster, yeah. And it's so funny because when oh, so people who don't know when Napster came out and when it really started to reach its peak, what reached what also reached its peak were uh, album sales of CDs. <laughs> but yet when Metallica went after them, you know that stuff started to drop, and that's why Napster went by the wayside, so to mm-hmm. say. Um, uh, it's kind of you would think like with these movies and stuff, you know, as long as you're not posting the full movie and you're just doing specific clips from the movie or whatnot for whatever purpose, you would think that studios would be happy with free marketing and branding. Yeah. Well, a lot of it has to do with ad revenue. And so right. because they're dealing specifically in, you know, fiat money, mm-hmm. um, they'll get that ad revenue essentially off of my work because that's technically like their ip or whatever um it's it's really irritating um i've i've never liked it 
Uh, but it's part of it. But now with something right. like Odyssey, there is the potential that you can do something in a de- de- uh, decentralized way that they are not going to have the kind of say that they would on a platform like YouTube. Right. Which is great. That's nice. Yeah. And that's what we want. Mm-hmm. So before we get started, uh, we have two two little things that we need to uh, go over. Um, the first one uh, is that we now have the soundboard working. Uh, as Joseph Joseph knows, um, so we'll be able to uh, play things for you guys uh, when we feel like it, like this. I am a racist. Or could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Or this one. Um, we have a couple more, but I'm saving them for uh, l- either later here or in the next uh, in the next episodes. So uh, look forward to more of those. That's actually if you guys ever find anything that you think's really funny, just like an an, an isolated clip of something, uh, feel free to send it uh, send it to us, and we'll use it and we'll thank you for it. Um, here here's one of the other ones. This was a classic. I played this at the beginning of one of the episodes uh, a month or so ago. If you kick every Latino out of this country, then who is going to be cleaning your toilet, Donald Trump? <laughs> that one still gets me. It's so funny. Man, Dude, you, how nonchalant she was yeah. about it. And you can, That's Kelly Osborne for those yeah. who don't know. You can hear the other, one of the other ladies who I believe uh, uh, was Latina. She goes, <gasps> <laughs> Hey, David, Dude. tell me you're racist without telling me you're racist. Yep, yep. I am a racist. <laughs> Dude, oh my um, gosh, man. Okay, so the other thing that I, I just wanted to quickly go over is that I, uh, a friend of mine, Marcus, we were talking yesterday, and he he's an avid listener to the show. Thank you, Marcus. Um, he brought it up to me uh, that he did not fully agree with our take on uh, the Rick Warren situation. Uh, and I... Yeah. And, and after, is that because he, he had a... Uh, personally signed purpose driven life handed to him by Rick <laughs> yes. Warren. Yeah, it's his favorite author. We, we, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I no, just no, got no. rid of that book a few weeks ago. I had it. Uh, something someone gave it to me and I just tossed it and threw it away. So the only reason I bring it up is because I went back and listened to that. And, uh, uh to be fair, I think we did not quite spend enough time specifically talking about what Rick Warren said. Um, and for those of you that right. don't don't remember, essentially what he said is that he didn't believe that the government was persecuting Christians or like the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and his argument was is that it's not as if everything else is open and the church is locked down. Um, and Marcus and I talked about it a little bit and we uh, ended up agreeing because the real point that I was trying to get across is, uh, did, do you think that that they would essentially in this day and age persecute the church in America uh, specifically by only shutting down that and only going after the church. Whereas you could do a nationwide thing and uh, essentially use fear to push people into a position where they would uh, shut everything down. And that's just one way, like one specific way that they could do it. Um, and you know, you and yeah, I. Yeah, we did get through it pretty fast. Yeah, um, and, well, we, and we kind I did of, want to spend more time on it. Yeah, but I think we, you know, there were just some other things that we wanted to get to. Well, not only that, but I think. Go ahead. Sorry, I was saying not only that, but we kind of like, we kind of went not we went we we were on the subject, but we were slightly strayed, and we kind of went in a 
just a different direction. It's not it's not that it was like the the right direction or the wrong direction, um, but it was like I was telling you before, like we are going to try to do a little better at least at the start of the conversation to specifically mm-hmm. focus on the clip, uh, and which we usually do. Right. That was just one of those situations where going back and listening to it, I was like, yeah, we were kind of all over the place a little bit with that. Like just, uh, you know, we kind of just started going hey. that train of thoughts into somewhere else. This is going to be a pretty clip heavy show. Uh, a little less talking on our end, um, more kind of letting the clip speak for themselves. Uh, this was actually one that I wanted to play uh, a couple of weeks ago. I found this while I was just kind of, scrolling through the internet, drinking my coffee in the morning, and I wanted uh, just to kind of, you know, we've, we've been talking on the show a lot about people that, like the media and a lot of people constantly using this idea of trusting the science as their um, kind of base for everything, like their foundation of everything mm-hmm. that they believe in, everything that they're going off of is uh, about trusting the science, trusting the science, which we've talked a little bit about how that can be a problem, and we've also talked a little bit um, uh, about how, just like some some different examples about the ways that the vaccine or whatever we happen to be talking about doesn't seem to be the thing that they think that it is, or at least that they're trying to get across. Anyway, I, uh, I, I think we've also established that comedy is one of the best ways to kind of... Uh, you know, get people's attention when it comes to things not always being exactly what they seem. And this this was one of the things that I uh, I had found. So we're gonna we're gonna play this clip from uh, It's Always Sunny. Do it, Mac. Look, you're wasting our time. You're not gonna get us to not believe in evolution. And why is that? Because the smartest scientists in the entire world all agree that it's real. I'm glad you brought that up, because Mr. Reynolds. Science is a liar sometimes. Oh, boy. This is Aristotle, thought to be the smartest man on the planet. He believed that the Earth was the center of the universe, and everybody believed him because he was so smart. Until another smartest guy came around, Galileo, and he disproved that theory, making Aristotle and everybody else on Earth look like a bitch. Of course, Galileo then thought comets were an optical illusion, and there's no way that the moon could cause the ocean's tides. Everybody believed that because he was so smart. He was also wrong, making him and everyone else on Earth look like a bitch again. And then, best of all, Sir Isaac Newton gets born and blows everybody's nips off with his big brains. Of course, he also thought he could turn metal into gold and died eating mercury making him yet another stupid bitch. Are you seeing a pattern? No. <laughs> Mr. Reynolds, these were all the smartest scientists on the planet. Only problem is they kept being wrong sometimes. Now, this is insane, you fool. I'm a fool because I have more faith in the saints that wrote the Bible? Yeah, because you just read the words of a bunch of guys that you never met and you just take it on faith that everything they wrote was true. Mm. And what makes you think what your scientists are writing is any more truer than my saints? Because there are volumes of proven data, numbers, you know, figures. There are fossil records. Oh, fossil records. Ah! I didn't even think about the fossil records. I guess I'll concede. Oh, wait, well, one more thing before I do, Mr. Reynolds. Have you seen these fossil records? Have I s- Huh? Have you- 
poured through the data yourself. The numbers. The figures. Well, no. I mean, no. Oh. Interesting. So let me get this straight, Mr. Reynolds. You get your information from a book written by men you've never met. And you take their words as truth, based on a willingness to believe, a desire to accept, a leap of... Oof. Dare I say it? <laughs> Faith? Come on, look, I mean, I don't even know how I'm supposed to respond to that, like... Oh, come on. That is a, that's a false equivalency. Just answer the question, Mr. Reynolds. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I rest my case. Well, that got me. Yeah. Uh, you, Frank, do you want me to... Put me on. Yeah, all right. What? Well, we're going on the fence. I mean, it's a shadow of a doubt. You actually don't believe in evolution anymore? I don't know. He created a reasonable doubt. He makes you sound like a stupid, uh, science bitch. That's <laughs> 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 Duke. <laughs> oh, man, I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> but he makes he kind of makes a good point. It's mm-hmm. when you don't do your own actual research, when you don't understand that people are fallible in the things that they they do, it's really easy to fall into um, what could be considered just religion because you're just essentially just believing on faith that something is what it is because someone who is a uh, who may or may not be an expert in the field, you're just believing them without you know, considering well, everything going on. It, so Yeah, it's like this. Let's use a Christian example. It'd be like me picking up a book by John Piper, and for everyone who knows, he's one of my, uh, as far as pastors that I don't know, that I just know on the outside, he's one of my favorite pastors. I respect him. It'd just be like me picking a book from him and just believing everything he wrote it because I think that he has a close relationship with God and he's really smart. He knows the Bible and all this other stuff, right? Uh, and... Whereas in reality, there are things I disagree with on John Piper. Does it make him like quote unquote more of an expert than me? Uh, you know, he is, but that doesn't mean that you will. Well, the experts are wrong on things. You know yeah, what I mean? They can be wrong, and, and not just are, and not just little things either, it, but big things. Yeah, it's like it's like Dennis was saying in that clip. He's like, they're wrong sometimes right they are fallible right. and I, that's really the the point that i think they're trying to get across is just that it's like look like you know you don't get to kind of like throw the the potential for a group one group of people to be fallible in something and then just because it, it uh it's part of your bias that these other people also couldn't be wrong on certain things dude i wish i would have looked at that Excuse me, I'm sorry. And uh, have put right after that Jim Carrey and Robert De Niro and some of these other celebrities in 2015, 16, 17, and 18 talking about how bad the pharmaceutical companies are and <laughs> vaccines are for you. Yeah, dude. That would have been great. Yeah, some of those celebrities were massive, uh, like legit anti-vaxxers before yep. all of this went down. It's the craziest thing. It is. It's um, tribal. All right, so you uh, you brought this next clip. Do you want to set this up? Yes, yeah, so y'all all know about the governor of New York, <laughs> Cuomo, being accused of sexual harassment. Now, another brother of his <laughs> is being accused of what runs in the family. 
<laughs> Whoever could you be speaking of? <laughs> he works for the mainstream media, and uh, their initials are CNN. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, crap. I forgot to unmute it. Exactly one month after Andrew Cuomo stepped down as the governor of New York, his brother, CNN's Chris Cuomo, is now being accused of inappropriate behavior. His former boss has come forward to say years ago he touched her where he shouldn't have. CNN anchor Chris Cuomo is coming under fire today for what he admits he did to his former boss. We are watching. Shelley Ross, an ex-GMA executive producer, reveals that in 2005, Cuomo greeted me with a strong bear hug while lowering one hand to firmly grab and squeeze the cheek of my buttock. It happened at a bar during a going away party for an ABC News colleague. Cuomo worked at ABC at the time. In an op-ed published in today's New York Times, Ross quotes Cuomo as saying as he groped her, I can do this now that you're no longer my boss. No, you can't, she says, she replied, pushing him off me at the chest while stepping back, revealing my husband, who had seen the entire episode at close range. The allegation comes a little more than one month after Cuomo's brother, Andrew Cuomo, resigned as New York State Governor in the wake of his own sexual harassment scandal. He denies any wrongdoing. The best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. Raw shared this email from Chris Cuomo, which he sent an hour after the 2005 groping incident. The subject line, now that I think of it, I am ashamed. He apologized to her very good and noble husband. Then he apologized to her for even putting you in such a position. Raw says she never thought Cuomo's behavior was sexual in nature, but a hostile act meant to diminish and belittle his female former boss in front of the staff. Today, Cuomo sent this statement to the Times. As Shelley acknowledges, our interaction was not sexual in nature. It happened 16 years ago in a public setting. I apologized to her then, and I meant it. So, two things. First off, the comment, I apologized to her, and I meant it. So now we can end this conversation uh, yeah. and stop talking about yeah, it, but yeah. it, sweep it underneath the rug. Uh, secondly, the reason why I was laughing is because every time I hear Andrew Cuomo speak, his voice just cracks me up. So I am not <laughs> expecting that voice to come out of him. <laughs> it's like a to me, it, I, others may not feel the same way, but it's kind of like hearing a squeaky toy come out of a grown man's mouth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that just speaks for itself. I mean, you know, even if it wasn't a sexual in nature, who do you think you are to grab any woman married or not like yeah that. and then secondly i don't know my husband showed considerable amount of restraint i don't know if i would have been able to show that show any restraint to not just debt chris yeah at least push him off if and be i like, witnessed that yeah yeah at the very you know at the very least yeah like, push I, him off and it calls a scene be like what are you doing it it makes me think that they live in a different world i had two thoughts watching that okay uh the first one is that that it just makes me think that people from these i i don't from these like industries or whatever that they just live in a different world mm -hmm. where they just think they can get away with stuff like that or they think that stuff's appropriate whether they learned it from someone else or they just have been able to get away with it so they keep doing it 
Uh, the other thing is that a lot of this comes off like when they were reading off her like statement or whatever, it weirdly mm-hmm. came off like a romance novel. Did you like? Oh, yeah. He's like he 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 grabbed me and hugged me and slowly moved his hand down to my buttock, and then I said no. You know, like it was just. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. It's just it's it's so odd. Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. It just it the way that that was reported just completely seemed weird. Off. Yeah. Just yeah. I thought it was weird, al- too. How almost, it was reported. Um, they, almost too sympathetic. The, to, no, no, I was going to say it's like it seemed voyeuristic. Like, yeah. It, so with a lot of the stuff that's been going on because of covid and, um, you know, the lockdowns all and uh, all of that, there's been this weird shift away from celebrity, like regular celebrity culture. Like mm-hmm. people aren't really going to the movies. No one's really listening to celebrities anymore. It's pretty obvious how desperate um, Hollywood is starting to get in, a, uh, you know, just with stuff we've talked about in the past um, right. and that stuff we'll get into in, in, in the next episode on Thursday. But it, yeah, it all just kind of comes off like, Oh, Oh, another scandal with the Cuomos! Like, oh, it's it's celebrity gossip. Like, that's the yeah the nature of the way that this stuff comes off to me. Right, I get what you're saying. And poor woman too to be, emasculated uh, isn't the um a word for for her. Just disrespected. Obviously, she is that masculine, but just to be disrespected and diminished like that by a man, I mean, that's the one aspect obviously not the only one but one of the aspects i could imagine being a woman that's extremely difficult is Mm -hmm. to you know what do you do in that situation yeah i have a few things that come to mind but i won't say them on here yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) all right are you ready to move on to the to yeah to to more of this ridiculousness all right so so we just talked about an evil man now let's talk about evil woman we don't show any partiality. <laughs> and those who are vaccinated, we now know, based on the CDC, they are now able, We, but with the Delta variant, because they carry so much more virus, they could transmit it to their unvaccinated family members. And so I, for example, even though I'm fully vaccinated, my children are not because they're too young to be vaccinated. So I need to be now careful for my children because of all the unvaccinated people around us. And those who are vaccinated, we Okay, I need you to explain to me what she said. I, I've listened to this a couple times. Yeah. I do. I need to play it again. Yeah, play it again. Okay. We, maybe we're gonna we we might have to just like try to break this this down it quickly. Yeah, let's do it. And those who are vaccinated, we now know, based on the CDC, they are now able. We but with the Delta variant, because they carry so much more virus. Okay, hold on. So she's saying vaccinated people carry more of the virus than unvaccinated people. Okay. They could transmit it to their unvaccinated family members. So, and this is all based on the CDC, like is what she's saying, that this is where this is coming from, that vaccinated family members can transmit the virus to unvaccinated family members. Yep. And, so, and they have more of the uh, virus. Yes, the vaccinate. yeah. A, a bigger load, which I guess is the same thing. Yeah. It's just the technical term. I, for example, even though I'm fully vaccinated, my children are not because they're too young to be vaccinated. So I need to be now careful for my children 
because of all the unvaccinated people around us. Okay, that's where she loses me. So, <laughs> hang on, let me play that one more time just for, for people. So, that was a so, good switch that she did. That was because a, if you're just listening to it, it will go right by. Yeah, so she says, she's saying all this stuff about how the CDC has come out and said that people who are vaccinated carry larger loads of, and will just to be on the technical side, uh, the Delta variant which is the dominant variant mm -hmm. right now. As far as mm -hmm. we are aware, the, the original variant no longer exists, and we've now moved on to the Delta, which seems to be the most dominant. Like all these other ones that have been coming out, they're not getting the kind of play that this is. Right. Um, and she's saying that she has to be careful, that, that vaccinated family members have to be careful around unvaccinated family members because they could transmit the virus because of the large load that they carry because they're vaccinated. Seems right. to be the implication, right? And then she says this. Well, I'm fully vaccinated. My children are not because they're too young to be vaccinated. So I need to be now careful for my children because of all the unvaccinated people around us. And then she somehow says, I have to be careful for my children because of all of the unvaccinated people. Y'all, this lady has primetime <laughs> spots on CNN. <laughs> A doctor in front of her name. I know. Oh, and man. listen, this should be an indictment for her that you and I are calling her out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's an indictment. That's not a talking about how smart and great we are. No, that's an indictment upon her on what she's saying. There's a problem, though, Joseph. What's that problem, David? I am a racist. <laughs> I cannot remember who that pastor was. That said, <laughs> who was it? I'll have to look. I'll go back and check. I have the cl I have the clip because a buddy okay. of mine was asking about uh, Matt Chandler. Um, yeah, and I have the clip of him talking about his privilege and how it's like this bag that he like pulls things out of whenever he needs to like take advantage of his privilege. <laughs> okay, so that's oh, not the gosh. only confusing clip. We also have the Canada edition of this. Uh, nice that we need to uh, we need to play as well um, hang on it's the only thing about getting twips, or clips from Twitter it's like weird sometimes alright if individuals choose to not get tested for COVID but are home with an illness um, they're now counted in the list as uh, being part of that outbreak and so it's less dependent on needing a test to be a part of identifying where there is an issue. We are, as I mentioned, working with education to determine if there are any adjustments that need to be made. If individual I, I mean, she just didn't even say anything. Yeah. Canada's just up there like, uh, yeah, something about, you know, infections. Well, they said that if, <laughs> if they're at home... And play it again. Play it one more time. Okay. I'll tell you when to pause it. Okay. If individuals choose to not get tested for COVID but are home with an illness, um, they're now counted in the list as uh, being part of that outbreak. And so it's less dependent. Okay, so pause it. Uh-huh. So if people are at home with an illness. Yes. Any illness. Yes. They're now going to be counted as part of the COVID outbreak. <laughs> Okay. Science. All right. Let's keep going. On okay. needing a test to be a part of identifying where there is an issue, 
We are, as I mentioned, working with education to determine if there are any adjustments that need to be made. Okay, so she's saying that the illness doesn't matter, the test doesn't matter, it basically all just counts. Yep. Oh, my Lord. They're saying the quiet parts out loud. Come on, y'all. These people just, they're not even making, they're just, they're just saying things at this point. I have two clips that I wanted to play uh, that are about the border. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to get through this so we can get to the, uh, the, Aust- the, the rest of this stuff. Um, but I wanted to play, okay. real, uh, play these real quick just because they're kind they're kind of funny. And I, I just had a couple comments uh, to make, not, not about the first one as much as the second one, but both, um, both of these are uh, excellent, I think. And uh, kind of just show how I, I think tired of kind of politicians and people who like politic all the time. Uh, just people are, I think they're tired of it. Agreed. So here is the first one. This is old Al Sharpton down at the border. And to. Kids are being sedated at the U.S. border. Why are you not being a voice for the children? From Atlanta, Georgia, New Birth Baptist Church, Reverend Freddie Haynes. Why are you still racism where it doesn't exist? Why are you trying to come and promote violence? Why are you here advocating for violence? Why are you here advocating for violence? It's not a racist city. All right, I'm going to stop it there because they go on for a while. Um, right. And uh, the only other thing that pretty much happens is that he eventually uh, acknowledges them and says, oh, no matter what these hecklers are saying or da-da-da. So the reason that this is all going on, uh, as I, I'm sure you're aware of it, there's there's been uh, – uh, there was a report that came out and video footage of uh, Haitians who had come from Brazil – uh, up to the U.S. border, and the border patrol was essentially wrangling them up with horses. And one right. of the one of the narratives that was going around was that these people were being whipped by men on horses. And so, of course, I mean, like, dude, like clockwork, uh, racism comes out of the woodworks. I mean, that's yep. the only reason Al Sharpton shows up for anything anymore, other yep. than doing a show. That's why he shows up. So he's down at the border because he's like, oh, this is terrible, you know, yada, yada. And, of course, um, Kamala Harris has to to get involved. So we're going to play – yeah, we're going to play a clip of what she had to say. Um, And then I just want to just mention something because it it, it just kind of struck me listening to this, uh, uh, you know. Why is she wearing a mask? Bro, I don't know. I mean, I do know. But. No one's around her. <laughs> By the way, so do you have any reaction to the Border Patrol agents using horse reins to rein in Haitian migrants down at the southern border? What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible. And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there, Um, but human beings should never be treated that way, and I'm deeply troubled about it, and I'll also be talking with Secretary Mayorkas today about it. And just as your role as, you know, uh, stemming migration from from Central America, 
are you also going to be looking into, you know, looking at migration issues in Haiti as well? Well, listen, the whole point is that we have to understand Haiti. I mean, talk about a country that has just experienced so much uh, tragedy that has been about natural disasters that the, that the head of state assassinated. And we really have to do a lot more to recognize that as a member of the Western Hemisphere, we've got to support some very basic needs that the people of Haiti have to get back up and to, um, and to do what, what folks naturally want to do, be it them from Haiti or in the, the countries in Central America. People want to stay home. They don't want to leave home. Um, but they leave when they cannot satisfy their basic needs. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, it's actually funny listening to that again. There's a couple things I didn't pick up on the first time, uh, especially okay. with that second half. So first of all, she goes on this whole like boo-hoo, no one should ever be treated like that, right? Well, Joseph. Right. What happened a month ago in Afghanistan? The Taliban took over. Okay, yes, but what did we do? Specific, there's a specific incident that happened that they they have been trying to cover. Oh up. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're talking about the uh, drone strike that <laughs> killed the ISIS K leaders, right? Oh uh, yeah, you mean the the potential? <laughs> yeah, the guy who the, had water, the, the foreign aid worker, <laughs> yeah. and his family. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, it's not funny that they got killed. No. We're laughing because the government is so hypocritical uh, and people just, it, it, you know, what boggles my This is what boggles my mind. Like, not this government stuff that you and I talked about and all that stuff and the hypocrisy and, and everything like that. But my whole thing that boggles my mind with libertarians is like, and this is where I disagree with them is, and again, this isn't for myself fully fleshed out. But a, a lot of libertarians are for or open borders, and I'm not. Again, I'm not sitting here saying put up a wall, right, or a fence right. and everything. Uh, the hyperbole from Trump and Republicans and stuff. Uh, but I do think that having security on our border and if a wall helps that or whatever is important because of you know illegal immigrants are taken advantage of. That's my heart. Not coming from the standpoint. Don't let anybody in and stuff like that and America and, and you know, <laughs> blah, 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 this and that. That's not my heart. Right. My heart is I don't want these people taken advantage of for their labor, uh, the trafficking that's involved in, in it, and then also any potential criminals that may come over and stuff like that. Right. But it's really hypocritical with Kamala Harris saying this uh, due to the drone strikes that killed the innocent civilians in afghanistan and then also it, yeah. the american citizens that were left behind and the american citizens that are still there right now and not to, not to mention that it's very well known that she didn't go i mean she's i think she finally went down to the border a couple weeks ago After two or three months yeah i mean she, yeah she was she essentially was assigned that role pretty soon after their administration took over and everyone kept going right. well why aren't you going and she was too busy like doing arts and crafts with people in Ohio or like wherever that was there was just all this the stuff that was going on and now she's like oh no like oh this is terrible this should never happen people should never be treated like this and you're like you're so full of it lady your entire administration is so full too. of it oh yeah and then they're like oh we're doing a full cuz this was a <laughs> this happened um from the time that we're recording, four or five days ago. Yeah. You're right. The only thing they did was they banned the use of horses. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, how does that solve like waves anything? and waves. 
this is what I don't understand too with Christians is when they come from and they're just like uh accept any and all I guess the argument could be made. I'm trying to think about this clearly like live, but the argument could be made that they would say, accept any and all refugees doesn't necessarily mean don't vet them. Right. Sure. And I'm an entirely behind accepting any and all refugees, as long as you're vetting them as well what? to the best of the ability. Right. So that we're just not allowing anyone and everyone to come in here who just claims that, Oh yeah, I'm a refugee mm-hmm. because the, people here, don't understand sorry, like at the border, at the border, the uh, people will use children as a means to get in, mm-hmm. even if they're not their own children. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so what I mean, those again, guys were that's heckling. Not, that's not saying everyone does that. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's what they were heckling um, Sharpton about. Sharpton about. When they were talking about their sedating kids at the border. Uh, uh, yeah, it does happen. And, and, and this is the thing is that, again, it's impossible, it seems – to so for for us for instance right because we're not republicans even though right. if you bring up a talking point like this um that's kind of what you get labeled as when you when you try yep. to have like a, a rational conversation with someone because i from a libertarian a specifically a libertarian standpoint like an anarcho-capitalist standpoint i understand the argument for open borders their specific argument mm-hmm. for open borders but the more reasonable argument is the one that says we can't have open borders because America has done awful things to people and other people want to hurt us because of it. Yep. There has to be some kind of security there. And and yep. not not only that, but we are not the saviors of planet Earth. The United We're States not. Is, is not. This whole idea that like we need to take all of our taxpayer dollars or a huge portion of taxpayer dollars and quote-unquote give them to Haiti, which is not how that would work anyway, right? We've been giving giving foreign aid to other countries for years. I, I mean, like, I don't even know what the exact number is, but like just years and years and years and years we've been giving foreign aid. Most of those places are no better off today than they were when we started giving them money. And the reason for that is the money is either not going in the right place or on a more simplistic level, money does not solve everything. You can't just throw Actually, money at problems. I agree with you, but I'll also say this. It's because the government's involved. Guess who yeah, is more effective at doing things? Is it the government or would it be people? It'd be private private groups. Private charities, right? Yeah, if charities going over... Build, there's, there's a guy that Rogan always talks about who builds uh, wells, wells in Africa in Africa for that like former the MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah, and he's dude, he's incredible guy. He's gotten like a, a couple different parasites and like dealing with all sorts of crazy stuff and he's over in these places seeing what's going on and doing things for those people. And you're I 100% agree. That's he's how He's an ally to them. He's putting in the work, man. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that no one in DC understands. Not a single yep. person there. They don't want to do that. No. It's too much no. effort. Yeah, I think that's an important thing. You know, we want to speak to everyone, but particularly we want to speak to Christians when we say, you know, think about everything and don't dress trust someone because oh Trump's not in office and what you're seeing in the mainstream media and everything. Question it. Let it make sense. There's a reason why you put locks on your door. Is it because you don't love people? Is it because you? It isn't because you hate people. It's because you have a re- wisdom to not trust everyone. Yeah. You don't just let everyone any everyone and anyone into your house. Exactly. That yeah, that that would be foolish. 
Yep. All right. Um, so we got a few more a few more clips because I want to get to Australia. Um, this one I wanted to just mention because this is again this is what happens when government thinks that they have all of the ideas. Uh, so we're headed to uh, Chicago, correct? Um, correct. That's where uh, that's where she's from. So uh, old Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say old. Uh, oh man, what's it? the Lamb Before Time? Littlefoot. <laughs> Because they're slight Oh, gosh. All right, here we go. Mayor Lori Lightfoot saying she will continue to fight for an ordinance to go after the assets of gang members despite a temporary setback today. The mayor is saying that the city has a responsibility to protect residents threatened by violence tied to those gangs. ABC 7 political reporter Craig Wall in the newsroom tonight with those details. Craig. Judy and Allen, the ordinance which was introduced today was sent to the Rules Committee where it's often said ordinances go to die, but Mayor Lightfoot expressing confidence today that it will eventually pass and she put gang members on notice. Put down the guns, stop the violence, but if you choose to continue, then we will hold you accountable. Mayor Lori Lightfoot forging ahead with her plan to civilly go after what she called well-organized gangs that have a hierarchy to take the assets they've accumulated as a result of their criminal activity. If we stop trying, if we stop putting forth initiatives that will help to reduce violence in this city, to protect our families, to protect our children, our seniors, then we fail you as a city council. But the proposal came under fire from other aldermen and... Okay, we don't have to go any further with that. Um, so, Lori Lightfoot is essentially trying to sue gangs <laughs> to stop violence in Chicago. Sue them. What is that? I mean, listen, I am not... I would have to legitimately have someone sit down with me and detail by detail go through why does she think this is the thing that's going to stop the violence in Chicago. Right. Uh, it, it it makes absolutely no it doesn't make any sense hey right. hey gang members we are suing you here is your notice to come to court yeah you know what? gang members are the likely um people who will come to tr who will go to court right right <laughs> you can always guarantee they're going to show up <laughs> i just don't it's it's like oh my I we should have a soundboard of uh, someone you know, like, taking a letter and then just tossing it in a fire. <laughs> that's exactly what they're going to do. Nope. Yeah, well, it's like that guy said in that report. He's like, this is the place where like legislation goes to die or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it sounds like she's throwing this out there to look like she's doing something, knowing it's going to get stopped. Yeah, um, exactly. It's, it's so dumb, dude. It's so dumb. And it's like you know this is we we i think we uh i can't remember if we played it i don't i don't think we played the clip but we did talk about that the that couple that puerto rican couple that got pulled out of their car uh in chicago and were mm -hmm. murdered by uh another group of people and someone in the media thought that they had a rebel flag on their car Oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember who it was. They um, thought it was the rebel flag. Might have been Don Lemon, honestly. I it, that for some reason his name comes to mind, but it's like, it's like what? This is what you know. And it's like, come on, guys. It's like how many mistakes, how many stupid things these people have to do before people start going. You know, maybe it's not good. Maybe Lori yep. Lightfoot and her entire administration 
and all the stuff that happens in Chicago is just corrupt and needs some sort of there has to be some sort of change. That's uh, why we like Mo Fax and Maj Torre yeah. and you know the conscious conservatives uh, who are going into the black communities and trying to make a change, not just talking about things. You know what I mean? Uh, exactly. So, um, let's go ahead and get into the Australia stuff, but I have to set this up first. Um, and then again, one of the best ways to, uh, to do some of this stuff and to talk about truth is to hear it from the, from a comedian. Um, they have just a special way of doing this. So, uh, before we get into it, I do have to, uh, give everyone a little trigger warning, uh, that there's, I mean, it's Chappelle. There's going to be some language in this, like, try to to look past it and kind of listen to what he's saying uh, because he makes a really, really good point here and it kind of leads into a lot of the stuff that's been happening with lockdowns and obviously we're specifically going to be talking about Australia, but I kind of wanted to paint it in this light because I think it helps give a little more emphasis to why it's not good what the Australian government is doing and why it wouldn't be good if they did it in other places. So let me set this up and... We will play this clip. Now I'm 18 years old. I'm living in New York City, and I just finished my first road tour, which was a very difficult tour. I'll spare you the details. Now I'm back in New York, but my rent is paid, thank God. And I have $60 to my name, and a woman that I had met in Pittsburgh, a bad Dominican bitch. <laughs> was coming to New York. She was going to spend the weekend with me. I couldn't wait for her to get there. She was coming that evening. But remember, I only had $60 for a whole weekend to entertain a bad bitch. <laughs> now, I'm walking through Greenwich Village. And I see something I've never seen before. Three-card Monty. You know what that is? Yeah, the guy had the whole thing. The table was set up, and he had the three cards, and the crowd was hooting and hollering, and he was like, find the red card, find the red card, and people were playing. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, but it was really exciting, and I'm standing there watching it, and I noticed while I'm watching them play this game that the red card, the one you're trying to find, and just a little bend on the corner. And I'm watching and I'm like, yo, this guy doesn't seem to know that red card is bent. I'm gonna beat this motherfucker. <laughs> and I walked up to the table and I said, let me play a hand. And I put my last $60 on that table and he starts to shuffle and find the red card, find the red card. And I kept watching that bent card go around the table, make sure I kept my eyes on that bent card. And when he stopped shuffling and he said, find the red card, I pointed to it with confidence. Here it is right here. And he flipped it over and it was black. And he took my money. I couldn't fucking believe that. How did this nigga do that? Was that magic or sorcery? I was confused. So you know what I did? I sat there and I watched him for a real long time, play the game. And I realized that all those people who was doing all that hooting and hollering and betting, my God, they were his friends. 
They were in on the whole thing. I felt so wronged. I felt so stupid. And then the next sucker came up to the table and was about to put his money down. And I said, fuck that, man. Don't put your money there. All these niggas is in on it. <laughs> it's a trick. And when I said that, the guy that was dealing, and this motherfucker was huge, snatched me up by my collar. Feel how strong he was when he grabbed me. I was a skinny little guy. And he was gonna maul me. The only reason he didn't, I'm sure, is because he saw the fear in my face. And that fear, he looked at me. I saw his eyes go from hard to soft. He softened. Then he looked at me like the way a father would look at a child. And he said to me, young man, don't ever come between a man and his meal. I never forgot that either. Most niggas would have to run the streets for years to learn a lesson that profound. It took me two seconds. Never get between somebody and their paper. Taking a man's livelihood away from him is akin to killing him. Okay. So, the reason that I brought that up is because uh, this is from uh, one of Chappelle's smaller uh, uh, sets that he did that he recorded and he, and he put out for the public um, last year. He did two. He did one on uh, the stuff that happened with George Floyd, uh, and then he did mm -hmm. this one, um, which was about how the Chappelle show – uh, was essentially sh uh, stolen from him. So his likeness and the name The Chappelle Show uh, belong to Comedy Central or whoever their affiliates are. So whoever owns, like, you know. And it's a, right. the whole, the whole, that whole thing is in uh, the show notes. Highly recommend listening to it because it's, it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating and it actually has a, a pretty good story or like a pretty good ending. He, uh, I, I can't remember if he got the rights back, but, uh, in a in a weird turn, Netflix actually had his back with all of this, and they took uh, the Chappelle show off until there was some sort of deal that was worked out uh, with Comedy Central's parent company uh, for him to either retain the rights back to it or to get paid more for his original work. Um, now, obviously, right. someone like Chappelle ha has significantly more sway than other people do, but it is kind of an incredible story. But that's semi-besides the point. Um, it's the last thing that he says right there that is literally stuck with me since I saw this. Like, this got released, and I watched it because I love Chappelle. Um, and he says, taking, what do he say, taking away a man's um, uh, uh, work. Yeah. His, his, what, his meal. Yeah. Is akin to killing him, right? Mm -hmm. uh, taking away his, essentially like taking away his bag, taking away his his job, whatever the case may be, that is akin uh, akin to killing him. Uh, and I I wanted to bring that up, and I wanted people to hear that because that's what's been happening for the last eighteen months. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that's that's been going on in the world, right? And so Australia being the closest thing, like the furthest along, right? They were like behind us forever with all of this stuff, and then at some point. They went, hold my beer, America, and they shut everything down. They opened up all these camps for people who were barely sick. Um, there are uh, police everywhere d 
brutalizing people, doing awful things to them, and people are tired of it because their jobs right. and their livelihoods are being taken away. Uh, and I, I want people to understand that because you need to understand sort of the nature of what a lot of these people in Australia are going through and what they're thinking. So I, I have some more clips that we're gonna we're gonna be running through. Um, let me uh, let me get this all set up. No problem. Yeah, it's important for people to understand the update of what's going on in Australia, just because, as we've said many times, Fauci and others have uh, talked about how Australia is the gold standard of COVID policy. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna run through these clips and then we'll talk about it a little bit and then we'll get out of here. So. Let me pull up this first one. <laughs> I got lost for a second. Healthcare workers have gathered to protest against mandatory vaccinations. Their peaceful demonstration came as an accused ringleader of a much more violent protest faced court. He's appeared at many demonstrations before, like this one in March. Police say he's one of the masterminds behind the mass protest in Richmond nine days ago. My name is Harrison McLean. Now police have charged the 25-year-old from Bayswater with incitement. His website today asking followers for cash as he says his legal battle now begins to continue the fight for freedom in Victoria. The people of Melbourne and Australia are not going to sit down and continue to take uh, these endless lockdowns uh, and restrictions. Others continued the fight today, a silent protest of what's said to be healthcare workers concerned that vaccination is mandated across their industry. By October 15, they all need to have had one dose or provide evidence of an appointment or they can't work. This woman says she's been a mental health nurse for 35 years. I'm going to lose my job on the 15th of October because all I want to do is wait. I just want to wait until 2023 and see what other vaccines might come out. What's your concern? My my concern is it's not, it just hasn't been tested enough. After less than 30 minutes, the group peacefully dispersed. It is a bit nerve-wracking being in the playground with your kids and seeing 200 cops. Large numbers of police were deployed across the city again, ready to respond if other protests popped up. The eighth consecutive day stretching their resources. Okay, so that's the first one. Um, So (laughs) That video that pops up. On the side there with Joe Rogan. Oh, Lord. That's funny. Yeah, that might be from from them. So this is like, so I, oh, man. Uh, one of the interesting things about Australia is that you cannot find uh, non-essentially like, uh, what what's the term, like approved stories about this stuff on YouTube yeah. or in mainstream media. So that, that was from... And if it wasn't obvious, it's like uh, they're like, oh, this violent criminal or whatever. It's this guy during the protest, and they're not giving the full story because we'll see the video uh, in a minute because uh, I think it's one of the, the, the clips that I got of um, the, the specific protest where a bunch of cops in Australia uh, boxed in a group of protesters, and the protesters charged, yes. charged their way out, um, which and was they the incident. freedom when they did it. Yeah. Um, so let's Almost see. 100 anti-lockdown so, so, protests. Actually, go ahead. Pause it. Yeah, yeah. So, so people don't understand. So people understand when David said the police officers blocked them in. The protesters were actively trying to avoid the officers. So when the officers would 
come on one end to try and block them in, they go down a different alley. And they kept doing that until they couldn't do it anymore. They were boxed in on uh, completely. Mm-hmm. And so the only way through was through the officers. Yeah. And this is something that so you... So the s- officers led in the confrontation. This is something that if you look these videos up, uh, it, it happens a lot. Uh, I've seen quite yep. a few where people are like, hey, like you're telling us to leave, but you're in our way to leave. Right. You know, and, you know, seeing these guys coming out, I, this this it's, it's really interesting because it it's very reminiscent of what was going on with BLM last year and a lot of the protests in all those cities, uh, just as far as like the mm-hmm. cops and their shields and um, these big groups of people and people getting like battered and and all of that. And yet that got favorable coverage and this is getting completely just covered up. It's just kind of yep. kind of interesting. So here's another one, um, and I, I've got a, I got a few of these. So almost 100 anti-lockdown protesters have been arrested on a wild afternoon at St Kilda Beach after running riot across Melbourne all week. The rebel group appears to be shrinking by the day. St Kilda was today's target as protesters hit another Melbourne landmark. But the small group of self-proclaimed freedom fighters was quickly outnumbered and conceding defeat. Unfortunately today, it's another pass. and get nice numbers, we needed all, all of you here. They tried to camouflage as skaters and beachgoers, but were plucked out. Carted away. Doing the wrong job, Vic Paul, you. And fined. Police formed a line in the sand as the rally occurred in front of hundreds of onlookers enjoying some grand final day sun. The mob's original plan was to swarm Luna Park, but officers got there first and were able to identify those wanting to protest. It's not just the police tactics getting the better of the protesters, but they're arguing and bickering in their online chat about imposters and the lack of organisation. Okay, so... This stuff's all like fascinating to me. Uh, for for those of you that don't know, uh, protesting is currently illegal <laughs> in Australia, um, and yep. I believe there was also a report that they blocked air traffic so that he- news helicopters could not fly over specific uh, inner city areas. And uh, maybe in Melbourne, um, Australia is weird to me. I. I I still need I need to look at a map so I can kind of like clearly see where all of these these different areas are. Um but it it's not good and it's really almost the in, inner city one is interesting. So yeah. I wonder if it's because of uh typically when they use terms like inner cities they're talking about specific demographics. Yeah. I think I don't think that's the case in Australia. <laughs> yeah, I know like everyone's white. I was just thinking in my head at the way you see, you know, again, I'm sure it is catching, you know, some people day by day as far as being able to uh, see what's going on. But I think it would be even more shocking if you want to utilize a strategy, having people who agree with you that are people of color and utilizing them on the forefront. You know what I mean? Because if they yeah. get, if you, once that image gets out there, and you see how racist it is, then how prejudicial, right? And how it's showing partiality and everything. We'll see, man. I mean, but even with a lot of the stuff that's going on in New York and they're like, well, 55% of blacks are not vaccinated. A lot of people just seem to be going, okay. Yep. Uh, Or they're making excuses because they don't have access. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Do you not? It's like we had someone personally who said that was just because there's not access in their areas. I'm like, you don't think they have access to CVS and the Walgreens? Yeah. 
You don't think they're smart enough to go to a place that has one? I can go into any grocery store in Asheville. You know, there's free buses in Asheville that will take you to these places, and they'll give you the shot, the Holy Poke, for free. Yep. It's by the way, Queensland is north northeast Australia. Um, so here, you know, we're just going to play a couple more videos that are some, some stuff that's been going on there. This one's pretty crazy. Um, this was like an actual protest, and I, I, it's just kind of shocking. Attention. This is a police public order warning. You have previously been directed to leave. Leave now, or force may be used. No further warnings will be given. so yeah there's just like these big crowds um yeah i I believe so it started out with uh, a group that are called truckies um they shut down we we actually we talked about this uh i think two weeks ago Mm -hmm. um all the all the uh, the truckies in australia uh essentially pulled something out of their trucks that caused them not to be able to move and they blocked the highways essentially blocking the supply chain to all of the major cities Uh, and they did this because they're tired of a lot of this stuff going on and then it's insane because the australian government or the governments of australia uh were like okay well fine so the truckies don't have to to take the holy poke like that was their solution and it's just like you guys uh, you know uh i got oh and then here is here's the one Kind of like Joe Biden with the uh, United States Postal Service, they don't have to take it because a majority of them will quit. Oh, not not only that, but it's because of the union and they back the U- USPS union backed him during the election, and so he's essentially it. it what, what's that term about like rubbing? You rub my back, I'll rub yours, or whatever. Yep, that's a good um, point. It uh, well, if this actually wants to work, oh, oh here we go. There we go. Uh, so this is the this is the the protest that uh, was mentioned uh, in the first clip. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this audio, you won't be able to see it, but it's essentially a, a big group of protesters in this line of police, and they they charge through it. So we're just gonna play this real quick because it'll uh, it it works for video. <laughs> So Joseph, did you notice anything about that clip? I again something I didn't notice the first time I watched it. No, what's that? They're not trying to hurt the police officers. Nope, they're not. Which is they're essentially surprising. just like get out, yeah, they're just like get out of the way. Like yeah. they're not going out of their way to try to like hurt anybody. And that's that's something that I haven't heard either is about police officers in these protests um, getting hurt. And you know this is the point that we want to that we've been. Since we started this podcast, uh, a point that we've been trying to make to conservatives here, Republicans specifically, is that cops are just the teeth of the state. And again, we're not saying cops are inherently wrong, but when you give them too much power, that's when it becomes wrong. Uh, So 
that's yeah, and it's a conversation and, for another time because I have yep. Yeah, the the idea that it is to really get rid of their teeth. Yep. Because the the only things that they that the cops really do most of the time is either use force to get their way, or yep. they're essentially cleanup crews, or they take mm-hmm. um, reports. Right? They write write stuff down and potentially investigate stuff. And so you if you had a community that was paying a group of people to essentially do that without having to care, like pull people over and carry firearms and end up in these like horrific situations uh, where people get hurt. Um, you might see a difference, right? Like, because then you don't have stuff like this happening too, where, and right. I, I wish I had grabbed it, but there's other clips of, uh, there's one in particular that I saw on Twitter where uh, uh, one, someone in Australia is goes up to a cop and they're like, hey, you do know you don't have to keep doing this, right? You do know you don't have to, to do this. You can You can stop. You can you can quit. You can uh, you can push back against uh, all of this. Excuse me, this craziness that's going on. And the guy's like, no, no. He's like, look, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing my job, uh, which is a phrase that should scare people, to be honest. Um, yeah, especially in situations like this. Um, and and then the guy the guy's like, look, uh, this is all I know how to do. I, like I'm I don't have any other skills. Oh yeah. Um, and it, and it's one of those things that you see it. it it's like okay. He's making excuses for the violence that either he or people that he works with are perpetrating against people who are just trying to protest and push back against these mandates. Um, But he's also trapped because he doesn't have any other skills. And it's interesting that it's like we'd have to like dig deeper into something like that. But just to see like how that works in Australia in particular and it's like, okay, so why is he saying this? Like, why is he saying that he doesn't have any other skills? There's nothing else that he can do, right? Um, and if there's some sort of pipeline in Australia that just kind of pushes people into specific directions, um, right? Anyway, uh, if you want to, you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, there's a great book called Ordinary Men, and if you want to uh, read something that's pretty horrific about people who were just doing their job, that's that's a book to go read. Um, Anyway, let me play this last Australia clip, and then uh, we'll close out. And I'll let you, if you got any other final thoughts, Joseph, um, we'll go from there. So do it. Uh, here's some uh, who, who, some cops that uh, decided to make the right decision. In 12 days, Queensland could lose one-tenth of its police service. 1,200 officers suspended without pay for refusing to get their COVID jab. The police commissioner has spoken exclusively with Seven News, defending her hardline stance and insisting she can continue to keep Queenslanders safe. A fresh batch of police recruits ready to hit the beat. And soon, more could be fast-tracked through graduation as the police commissioner grapples with suspending as many as one in ten officers unwilling to get the jab. I'm very confident that we've done the math on this. Of Queensland's 12,000 police officers and 5,000 support staff, 33% haven't reported receiving their first jab. They have until October 5 or they'll be stood down. The most challenging time for us is the next two, three months until we get that, you know, 80 or 90% that's required. Speaking exclusively to Seven News, she says she'll fill the gaps by shifting police around the state, increasing overtime and having some officers work extra shifts. We can even graduate more recruits if we need to. So um, there's sufficient resources there. There weren't enough police available. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so 
just kind of right off the bat, it's hilarious that they're like, look, we'll work them harder and we'll get less yep. like poorly trained people. We'll rush them through to make up for the numbers. I love it. <laughs> uh, nothing can go wrong here. It's a foolproof plan. Also, did you catch that 33? <laughs> yes, I did catch that 33. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, for those of you that don't know, there's oh, like man. we gotta be living in that clown timeline. Oh, it's bro, only there, gonna get worse, yeah, man. There's some weird, some weird stuff going on. You got anything else you wanted to add? Nope, that's it. You're good. All I'm right, good. everybody. Well, thank you for listening to uh, this episode of the Underground. We will be back on Thursday with uh, some, maybe some more lighthearted <laughs> topics. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that goes <laughs> definitely some more some more ridiculous stuff um and, yeah. and not quite as uh as world ending if you will um so thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you on thursday politics ruins everything